Welcome to Key 3 Educators, helping you excel as a Christian school leader, educator, or homeschooler as you outfit students to learn themselves, love God, and live connected. Here's your host, Stephanie Smith. Well, today we are delighted to have Reverend Daryl Jones. He is president of the Herzog Foundation, and this is a fantastic organization that is advancing Christian education. And so I just want to introduce you to this organization, and you're going to be able to hear how this can be of value to you as a Christian school administrator, educator, a parent, or someone else who is an advocate for and wants to support Christian education. So welcome to the show today. Uh, Reverend Daryl Jones, and if you will just go ahead and tell us a little bit about the Herzog Foundation and also about yourself and your role there. Absolutely happy to do that, Stephanie. Thanks for the opportunity to talk. Look forward to I've looked forward to this uh, since the time that we met and we're initially talking about having the conversation. Yeah, so the the foundation is really uh, just starting our third year of operation. Uh, It was in 2021, January of 2021. I was the first hire. Uh, as the president and and looking at how do we how do we take Mr. Herzog's vision his uh, his instruction and how do we flush it out and make it begin to happen so what he wanted from the very beginning he he, he was very supportive of Christian education he was very involved uh, in a number of different ventures but through his corporation uh, working with rail systems and 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 creating uh, implementation that would make um uh, rail ecosystems run more smoothly. Uh, he was very effective and very successful. I've said if uh, if the community you're in has a light rail system, uh, Stan Herzog probably had something to do with it. And so he amassed quite a fortune and actually was very philanthropic in a number of endeavors. His two children graduated from St. Joseph Christian School in St. Joseph, Missouri, and he really believed that he wanted his legacy to be the advancement of of Christian education K through 12 across the United States. So the mission is just that. We want to be a catalyst to help uh, promote really a movement for Christian education. It's not pre-K, it's K through 12, so it's not collegiate, uh, and it's and it's U.S. That those were his instructions, and so uh, we've really sought to to form the mission around uh, those parameters. And so we we have found it was an interesting uh, an interesting fact finding time when the board said in January of twenty one. Uh, by the way, I, I left thirty five years of pastoral ministry, uh, and it was the hardest decision that my wife and I ever made was to leave this church that we loved. There there was no incident, <laughs> and so you know we were, we were we were leaving um, and really fasting and praying and crying and talking. Is God calling us? Is God moving us? But I will tell you what what neither of us could shake was the mission to really focus on a whole nother generation of of followers of Jesus uh, being being formatted, giving a given a foundation of of an education environment that embraced their Christian faith and their values and wasn't hostile to it. And uh, we had you know we had witnessed that you know even in our rural community. Uh, of just a, a, a different day in public education, certainly than what my wife and I experienced when we were growing up. And so we made the move and, and came and, and the board said, take the first six months and go talk to folks in education across the country, whoever you need to talk to, to find out 
what are the needs that there's not enough resources? What are the real needs of Christian educators and how can we help them uh, in, in a way to leverage every dollar that will influence multiple Christian schools and not just one Christian school? So, you know, with with that, you know, with that commission, I sat out and talked to heroes across the country who've been who've been serving in in uh, Christian education roles uh, really for decades and just really pouring out their life work into developing disciples of Jesus who are well educated. And what, what one of the things I found was that uh, in Christian education today, it's possible to find Christian schools that are more Christian than school. It's also possible to find Christian schools that are more school than Christian. And so at the foundation, we're really focused on Christian education. And when you can keep these two things working in tandem, my goodness, you can change the country. You can change the world. And so that's really that's really the focus of the of the mission. But during the course of those six months, through just a number of, of conversations, it became apparent that there were really three, I would say three lanes that the foundation could operate in that could really bring a lift for Christian educators. The first one, I would say, would be educating Christian families and conservative families who are frustrated with public education, that there really are options. And if you think of Christian education as something, you know, 30 years ago, uh, Christian education in 2023 is good. It is strong. It is good education. And even based on standardized testing, Christian students in Christian schools are are outperforming. It's a better product than the status quo. And so the lion, uh, readlion.com, R-E-A-D-L-I-O-N.com, the lion being a bold voice for Christian education, is really uh, was our first initiative to talk not so much to Christian schools, but to people who are not, who've not bought into Christian education by just talking about everything that's going on across the country that's related to K through 12 education, period. And so we're writing articles that, that are looking at, um, at, at, at school board overreach at, you know, just the absurdities of what Stan Herzog would call the government schools and where these stories are popping up all over the country. We're just bringing them to light. And so we do two things. Number one, we highlight the best in Christian education. We do, we do a lot to promote, hey, look what's going on in Christian schools. Look what's going on across the country in Christian education. In fact, I'll say that the, um, the excellence in Christian education awards uh, really sparked out of this whole idea. Number one, certainly to recognize innovative education and educators that are really making a difference, but also wanting to, to show parents outside of the Christian school realm, this is the quality that you find in, in Christian education. And so uh, that whole endeavor has been a, a, been a lot of fun is last year and again this year. Uh, in fact, I think today is the deadline for people to nominate, and we're getting nominations from across the country. We basically asked this question, Stephanie, who is the teacher? that every parent in your school hopes their kid gets. And why is that? And so it's really, the, you know, the whole award, we, we, we selected 12 last year and 12 again this year is what we'll do. Um, it, it starts very organically with parents and grandparents and students and even other educators 
nominating those individuals that are really great teachers. And uh, so then from there, we go through a whole vetting process where we ask uh, a number of different questions. And then we then we fly them and their spouse and their head of school and their spouse to the nation's capital for three days and two nights. We put them up on our expense. Uh, we fly them at our expense at the Intercontinental was where we went last year, right along the Potomac River. And then we have a, a, a wonderful gala event at the uh, at the Museum of the Bible. Just a great opportunity to recognize them and also to to promote what they do across the nation via the lion. And so uh, readlion.com, it's a free source. We write, uh, we write anywhere from 10 to 15 articles every single day on what's going on in education. And this, it, it probably sounds a little crass, but uh, I've said uh, the NEA has done more to help us advance Christian education than anything we could have done on, <laughs> on our own without their partnership. You know, <laughs> and so there are just so many things that it's like, you're kidding me. No, this is real. And so the lion is just making parents aware. I think I think if there was any good that came out of COVID, it, it, it began to expose to parents what's going on in, in public classrooms across the country. A, and parents have, have been amazingly frustrated and, and want their kids back and want their education system back. And, and frankly, uh, you're finding legislatures across the country that are changing their state laws to make private options and Christian options a real affordable option for families in their states. State of Missouri, for example, with the uh, Missouri Scholars Program that, uh, you know, is uh, th- there were two bills that went through the Senate Education Committee earlier this week on Tuesday of this week with the sole purpose of expanding the Missouri Scholars Program beyond what it is. So it went through the Senate, uh, through the Senate Education Committee, and we'll see how far, you know, that they're able to go. But that's the process. And so even in the state of Missouri, uh, you know, there are folks that are becoming frustrated. Um, earlier this week, um, uh, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, with sweeping reforms in Arkansas uh, education, uh, we've seen it in Arizona, uh, Iowa, uh, sweeping edu- education reforms. And so you're, you're finding frustrated parents and even to the degree that legislatures are paying attention to private and Christian options, a very real option. So the first lane would be, I would say the lion, which is trying to bring education. Second lane would be, uh, bringing professional development to educators. What I learned through my six month tour was, uh, when I would ask, uh, these seasoned, um, saints, who are leading schools, when you left the classroom and became the head of school, and that's the typical prototype, not always, but the typical prototype is is you take a great teacher and move them out of the classroom and now move them into the central office where, where frankly, their their job now is, is not to educate children. It's to run a small business where children are being educated. But typically, that educator who steps into that role all of their education has been in education, pedagogy, how do students learn, not donor development, not marketing, not strategic planning, um, not where do you find good teachers and how do you hold on to them? How do you, how do you build a culture where, where teachers want to stay and work when typically the, the paycheck is not the, the, the magnet to hold them? It's the culture. 
that's built, the mission that goes that goes forward. Um, and then and then board and administrator uh, working together, that whole relationship. So those five areas actually have have become what we call our leadership development series, where we do a three day intensive training on each three days on donor development. What, what, what I found was very few heads of school ever grew up wanting to be in donor development. I, I've not met one who said, you know what I would really like to do with my life? I, I would like to find money. That's what I would really, that, that, would, that would just be great. No, typically they wanted to educate children. But when they became the head of school, donor development was a part of that job. And, 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 and it's, the, it's the, the part of the job they hate the most. Uh, and feel mo- the, the least comfortable in. And so what we do is we bring in someone who's literally raised millions of dollars for Christian schools, and they talk them through and walk them through and teach them, how do you do this? How do you tell your story? What parts of your story need to be told? What do you, what doesn't need to be told? And And how do you make the ask? And so what we say in our leadership development series is, you get to our conference, uh, we won't buy you a plane ticket. We won't pay your mileage. You need to be invested in your professional development. But once you get to the conference, we'll foot the bill. We'll bring in the experts on our dime. We'll secure the venue on our dime. We'll put you up in a in a hotel on our dime, and we'll feed you on our dime. And that is our mission. And uh, in 2023, well, in 2021, we rolled it out in the fall of 2021. Uh, and we did two conferences, two three-day conferences. In 2020, three-day conferences. And in 2023, we'll do 50. So basically one a week. And we have a waiting list every time that we do one. And so, uh, it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a wonderful, it, it's exciting to, to see educators who have these wow moments where now I can take, I, I can use this. And the, the number of, of testimonials we get of people who just talk about how it's, it's uh, moved the needle for their Christian school is, is very gratifying. Praise the Lord. We praise the Lord for that. So um, just for people that are listening that would be interested in that, is there a specific location where you hold all of these conferences? Do you have them around the country? That's a great question. So, you know, we just moved in in August of 2022. We moved into our beautiful training facility here in Smithville, Missouri, just north of Kansas City. Prior to that, we we were able to forge amazing relationships with great partners across the country, organizations who love what we're doing and want to be a part of it. We've done a couple of trainings at the Chick-fil-A training headquarters in Atlanta. Uh, we, we, we did one. We're doing another one at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California. Uh, the Ark Encounter, the Museum of the Bible, uh, Grand Canyon University, uh, just a, a number of, of wonderful partnerships that honestly, now that we're in our facility, we don't want to give up the partnerships. And so we're looking at two thirds of the trainings we'll do in 2023. Two thirds of them will be here in Smithville at our training facility. We're 15 minutes from Kansas City International Airport, the new and improved. Kansas City International <laughs> Airport, and uh, I, in fact, I just saw a headline that said the 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 newest airport in the world, and I thought, well, that's true. Yes, that's true. Um, 
but but a third of the of the trainings than we do in these sites uh, of these partners with these great partnerships. And so we'll do we'll do a dozen uh, across the country. So so the idea is that even the the transportation to get to those trainings uh, is uh, is less expensive as we're able to do them around the country. And so if people go to HerzogFoundation.com, all things Herzog Foundation can be found there, not org.com, HerzogFoundation.com. There's an events tab, and we try to keep at least a six-month rolling uh, rolling out what, what are the next ones that are coming up and, uh, and how, how can folks be a part of those. So, um, so yeah, we, we take 30 schools at a time. Every school, we say, can bring two people from their school. If if your school has a um, ha- is a part of a church and has a pastor that oversees the school, then you could bring three people and we would we would cover the expenses for all three of those people. From a school, who would be the ideal people that would come? That's a great question. It depends completely on the nature of the training. So if the training is donor development, it's typically the head of the school and the person who is predominantly responsible for going and, and raising funds. And so maybe that's a volunteer or maybe it's a paid position. Maybe it's a board member. Both of those people in that school from any school, it doesn't matter the size of your school. uh, You can bring two people. So for that one, that's a good one. Marketing and enrollment, who handles your marketing or your, your admissions process where everything that we do in our trainings are really focused on not simply on the philosophy behind it. We give a little bit of that, but it's all focused on on the real things application as to what do you do with this philosophy and how do you apply it and make a difference. So one, one person told me, you guys don't focus a lot on, on, uh, on trick plays. You focus on blocking and tackling and moving the line and opening a hole and running through it. And that's pretty well said. That's, uh, that's re- the focus is what do we do with this? And so we really want to give every school real takeaways when it comes to uh, board leadership. And, and, and alignment with administrators. That's the only one that we require. It has to be the head of school and it has to be the board chair or the upcoming board chair. And the reason is because that relationship, we believe, is the most important relationship, certainly in any organization, including a Christian school. If the, if the board chair and if the head of school are working from the same playbook, and trying to accomplish the same mission, those two people have within their sphere of influence the ability to move the organization forward. But if they're fighting and clashing over how we do what we do, then the mission is is thwarted uh, from the leadership position. So when people say, well, our board chair is very busy and they can't come, but the secretary of our board can come, our response is, that's wonderful. When the board chair becomes available, then let us know and we'll carve out a couple seats at our training. But board chair and the head of school, that's just an important, important relationship. And, you know, regarding the culture building, typically head of school and the principal, if those are two different positions, uh, those are the folks that are hiring and terminating and, and building the environment, the cultural environment that is the the personality of the school. And so different, different folks, uh, based on, you know, based on the size of the school or based on the individual topic for the training. 
So the leadership development series is a big, a big lift. And then we have a third, uh, a third lane as well. Any, any other thoughts on that? Specifically, that is regarding what you would say would be the administrators and board members. What about schools that have leaders who are in maybe over different committees? Maybe you have a dean of academics. Maybe you have a dean of character development, um, those types of things. Do you have training for them? And is that something that's different? And what if those are people who serve in volunteer capacities? Absolutely. Any volunteers, if you are associated with the school in any capacity, and this is your responsibility, we would love to give you training from the experts. I, I didn't say it earlier, but we're really not the experts, but we know them. And so they come in and do the training. We just try to create the environment where that can happen. And so, you know, where you have, you know, where you have different size schools that have different levels of paid or volunteer leadership, any of them are, are able to, uh, what, what, whatever topic seems most relevant to their you know realm of influence and and realm of responsibility they're absolutely welcome to attend any of those i will tell you in 2023 we're also rolling out uh four additional types of um of trainings uh three of those are related to teachers and one of those is really related to more board and administrative understanding we've partnered with um First Liberty, which is the law firm that argued a couple of cases in 2022 before the Supreme Court, that the Supreme Court agreed with First Liberty's argumentation. One was that a coach who kneels on the sideline and prays shouldn't lose his job for praying on a on a football field. The Supreme Court agreed with First Liberty. The other one is more Christian school uh, centric. And that was in the state of Maine, they had a uh, they had a voucher program for private schools, but they did not extend that vouchers to religious schools. First Liberty argued before the Supreme Court, that's that's religious discrimination and you can't do that. And and the Supreme Court agreed. And so the law of Maine includes a voucher program for Christian schools through conversations with First Liberty. We, we found, uh, here's what Kelly Shackelford, the head of First Liberty, said. We're winning all of these cases, but if Christians and Christian schools aren't aware of their liberties, then the winning the case never makes its way across the country. So we're looking at, at, at hosting a half dozen one-day legal briefings across the country from First Liberty to actually give content on the legal rights of Christian schools in 2023 based on Supreme Court rulings. And frankly, the uh, the rulings have been quite sweeping in the ramifications for religious liberty. It's It's been quite amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's new in, in 2023. And in addition to that, we're looking at, we're partnering with the Bill of Rights Institute on training for civics teachers. And history teachers, uh, when when in the public system, history and civics uh, is is being polarized. We're looking at you know, Bill of Rights Institute coming in and saying, based on the founding documents, what does it mean to be an American? And for civics teachers to be able to come and walk away with some real practical takeaways as to how they can influence students in their classrooms 
with just the founding documents of the country uh, has been we've been getting great, great feedback on that. So that's a teacher training uh, for civics teachers. And then also looking at partnering with uh, Answers in Genesis with the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter and doing a two day training there in 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 Kentucky uh, for science teachers, middle school and high school science teachers in Christian schools where one day at the Creation Museum, one day at the Ark Encounter, and the experts will be the curators of those museums who walk teachers through. And there we say, you get to the training, we'll put you up in the hotel, we'll feed you, and we'll get you into the, into the museums. Also, one, the last one would be for Bible teachers, middle school and high school Bible teachers in Christian schools, two-day training at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., where the curators there of the museum will walk individuals through the seven floors of the museum and and talk about the history of the Bible and the significance of it. Most Bible teachers I found in in Christian schools teach Romans or Samuel. They don't necessarily know the history of how we got this very important document to our faith. And so the Bible Museum does a great job uh, of that. And so that we're, we're excited about rolling those out this year as well. Absolutely. And I just want to put in, I'm thrilled to know that you're partnering with the Bill of Rights Institute. I actually, a student of mine, way back when they were first starting, entered their essay competition and won. And so we were part of when they were just rolling the, the program out. And uh, have they, at that time, it was the all expense paid trip to D.C., and I've used a lot of their resources, their mm. curriculum in my own teaching at, at a private Christian school. And so I can just say they are an institution of excellence. And so I highly recommend for any civics or history teacher, they have some great resources. So it's really good to hear that with the partnerships and certainly with the ARC and Answers in Genesis and, and all of those things. So I love the fact that you're not just trying to go out. Herzog is not just trying to go out and say, we're the end all be all, but we are working at establishing partnerships and connections and resources. And so I love that approach to that. Hasn't this just been a wealth of information? And can you just not hear the enthusiasm in Daryl's voice as he talks about the Herzog Foundation and how they are helping advance Christian education here in the United States? We're going to pause here, and we will continue with this interview next week. So make certain that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it. And better yet, subscribe to the Three Keys newsletter at the Key 3 Educators website so that you make sure that you get not only information about upcoming episodes and releases, but other resources that can help you achieve your calling. So remember this, my friend, you have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable. Thank you for being with us today. For information on speaking engagements and resources for your school or family, visit the website key3educators.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.